0: Okay, I'm going to continue with my uh, daily review. I was in the middle of talking about uh, The Big Sky. This is the B, this is one of the B-sides of the 12-inch by Kate Bush. It's uncharacteristic for her to do something this poppy. It's a very nice song. But it the reason it's a B-side, one would argue, is that it's nothing like Nothing as experimental or, uh, or unique as you would find on any Kate Bush album. I would say that if anything, if you were to fast forward in Kate Bush's, uh, through Kate Bush's collection, uh, this is, would be, the song would fit better on an album like uh, The Red Shoes, which is one of her more accessible albums. Yes, she just said something, uh, all right, we well, you probably heard that. Let's move on. It's due to, uh, I'm going to get to uh, another th- album that I drew today. This is Day Trotter Sessions by Gogol Bardello. Uh, Day Trotter Sessions, if you know anything about them. Uh, if you know anything about the John Peel Sessions. Let me see. Did I do this right? No. Stand by. Gogol Bordello did two day trotter sessions. I have one of them, and I just en- really enjoy uh, one of the ones that they did. Uh, I didn't bother getting the other one because uh, uh, didn't seem as uh, reasonable. This is one of the ones I graded. This is I give this in a Gogol Bordello is one of the artists. Some day trotters. It's Eugene Hoods from Gogol Bordello. Now you know his name. With Gogol Bordello. If you don't know anything about Gogol uh, Google Bordello, they are uh, a gypsy punk and. What day trotter sessions are about are are uh, largely uh, acoustic versions of uh, album songs and uh, this one's called I came back to my hometown to about it i find his uh, musings and his voice consistently amusing And these are acoustic uh, songs from uh, which album is it from? Probably from uh, Super Toronto, because that's the album they were touring at the time I'm kind of rushing this a little bit because I want to get into one more let me get those and part of the reason I'm rushing is because I only have two more minutes and I want to get into We Shall Say which is a very very nice uh, gypsy folk song and one of my favorite Gogo Bordello songs uh, very tuneful, and uh, the last song on uh, their album, uh, Vita Conspiracy, or something like that. I can't get to it right now because I only have less than two minutes to go. Uh, pure Vita Conspiracy, that's what it's called. I'm going to get to one more really, really fast, and this is an album by my second favorite artist, Gary New, would be my favorite. Uh, the other thing I listened to today was Cathedral, cathedral Oceans, uh, one and two, which is an, uh, an ambient album. I guess people can relate to that, that word. But this is uh, Cathedral Oceans the best way I can describe it is, well, he calls it cathedral oceans because you would think that it would relate to uh, something you would hear in a cathedral or something that would be in, uh, uh, the, the, this. The, there you get the sanctuary of and then you have the tranquility of an ocean and he captures all this with a synthesizer. Uh, this is during when John Fox had an affinity for uh, for minimalism. So you're, you, there's, you're not going to hear a lot of uh, variation instrumentation. And you're going to play fast forward really fast to uh, a song called City is Memory because most of it is his uh, faux latin uh, uh, vocal here, which, he, uh, which is one of the main effects that you will hear throughout Cathedral Ocean 1 and 2. And if... Uh, very very simple but i'm going to play my favorite song from here it's called sunset rising one of my all-time favorite instrumentals what a brilliant title too sunset rising right here and this is astonishingly beautiful so if you listen to the first two recordings today and it looks like i've only be able to do two a day until i figure out how to do more And uh, check back tomorrow to see what I listen to okay thanks for your time all right I know what I need to do now I am NOT going to rush through five minutes of reviews of several different items I'm going to honor each thing that I review with a full five minutes There, now I can take my time and I won't feel rushed. So this is one of the first redos as I figure out how to build this. Look, I just wasted three seconds trying to put my thoughts together. Anyway, so I'm going to label each one, each of my podcast items... I sound like an old person because I don't know how to put it, Uh, uh, with the title of what I am reviewing today, and I'm going to review maybe uh, as, as few as two items a day for the next three years, or as many as four as I did today because I drew a couple of singles and an EP and an album. Now the first thing I'm going to review is a CD single, so that's why I was able to give myself more of Uh, a cushion to explain what this is all about every day i'm going to randomly select items from my music collection and play them and i'm going to talk about them and i'm going to talk over them so i'm not violating any kind of copyright laws the first thing i'm going to review is a cd single by my favorite artist his name is gary newman n-u-m-a-n and this is a single that he released uh, from the album outland in 1991, this is the only single that he released off the album, uh, and I would say for the most part that it's pretty well synthesized. But if you know the very least about Gary Newman, he is more along the lines of a goth or uh, or uh, a synth star, synth pop star. In this case, he wrote a love song. He had written love songs before, and this is a continuation of songs such as uh, "Don't Call My Name" from the previous album, uh, which was called Metal Rhythm. I think the instrumentation is very nice. At this point, Numanoids may be rather tired of the uh, the girl background vocals, but that's not to say that there's uh, there is a this is lacking any talent. What you'll hear a little bit of is uh, there's uh, going to be a synth, uh, excuse me, a, uh, a saxophone part, which he became dependent on. Yes, he became dependent on girl vocals and saxophone. I'm fine, i going to play a little bit of it. This it's a very pleasant synth, uh, saxophone solo, if I can find it. There it is. You hear a little bit of sax, but I'm not going to get into it. The CD single is called Heart, and this is one of the B-sides. It's called Ice House. Ice House is really a stripped-down version of a song that he did on the Metal Rhythm rhythm album, uh, which was called Devious. And it doesn't really go anywhere. Here's the chorus. Nothing special about it, but I will say more uh, kind things about the other B-side of the CD single, which is called Tread Careful. (laughs) Tread careful. Very good chorus coming up here. This is the chorus. Love the uh, crystalline crystalline, uh, synthesizer patch for this one. And there's a very pleasant uh, instrumental section here. Uh, I'd say that uh, the main fault that Gary was dealing with at the time when he was trying to stay relevant to the pop charts is he was going for more of a Prince, if not Janet Jackson kind of Uh, feel to everything he did and these songs are not typical of the Outland album which was a very very well produced it's just not really a very good Gary Newman album so I'll play this out and I'm going to go on to the next uh, next review okay I'm still on day one of my reviews and these are redos the other ones are missteps because I want to give myself 5 minutes for everything I talk about and this is uh, where I talk about my uh, 3rd favorite artist, Kate Bush this is a 12 inch she released called The Big Sky an extended version of it uh, from the album Hounds of Love and one thing I, I love about this remix uh, is the percussion more emphasis on the toms and and hand claps and there's an intellectual discussion which I think I'll fast forward to right now about what the, what uh, this cloud and that cloud looks like See, I'm, too, I'm about a minute into it and she just jumps right into the middle of the song that's the nature of a remix right here fast forward a little bit more Want to want to hear the intellectual discussion about the uh, clouds here? Lots of dubbing going on. There you go. Listen to this. This is under eight minutes long here. I'm deliberately playing this low because I don't want to. Ma- I want to make sure I'm not stepping on anybody's copyright uh, laws. Very sweet, a lot of fun. I want to play a little bit more of the percussion, I don't think i emphasize it. Big Sky is, I think it's my 11th favorite Kate Bush song. Okay, that's the Big Sky, I'm going to play you one of the B-sides, just so you know, one of the B-sides for uh, the Big Sky 12-inch single version is uh, the last song on the Hounds of Love album called Morning Fog. I'm going to play you uh, some of uh, the second, one of the, one, of the, the, uh, one of the two B-sides, this is called Not This Time. Up into this point, uh, up to this point in Kate Bush's uh, discography, I've known never, I haven't known anything to be this poppy sounding, if you will, and I determined to be more along the lines of her release six years later, The Red Shoes. Even if this song was released as a single, it it would be bleeped out. This is nothing like any other Kate Bush song, it's not experimental. I would say that if, if anything, if it was a really Tiny K Push album, maybe it would be a more long lines of a more, uh, a more updated uh, song from The Kick Inside. But even The Kick Inside, when she was 19 years old, was, was more experimental than this song. And I'm not trying to criticize this song. I think I, I like it as a B side, but it certainly doesn't sound like anything off of that you would hear from Hounds of Love. Or even any of her other B-sides. So I'll play a little bit of this for you. Appreciate her very sweet vocal too. I don't think anybody expects Kate Bush to talk like that, but six years later she's more explicit than that. Okay, and that is the big sky. You know I have 40 seconds. I think I'll go back to the the A side for a little bit. I don't know if you got a good feel for it because I was skipping around a little bit. Get past the didgeridoo. Thank you to hear some of these toms and the hand claps. And the dubbing. I just, I, I, I love remixes, especially in the 80s. When they have, we get to play around with the production. So I'll play this out. And I'll go on to my next review in five seconds. Oh, let me start this here. What's up, Day Trotters? It's Eugene Hoots from Google Bordello. With Google Bordello on Day Trotters. Alright. Gogol Bordello is... Uh, among my favorite artists. They are in my Hall of Fame. I think I ranked them number 39. Yes, I have a Hall of Fame. I'll share that sometime. Anyway, if you don't know anything about Golgo Bordello, they are a gypsy punk group. And they did a Day Trotter session in September 2013. Day Trotter sessions are typically uh, acoustic sets of their usually new releases. In this case, they were touring Pura Vita Conspiracy, I think a couple of these songs may come from Super Taranta. I don't really remember specifically because my music collection is so vast that I can't remember some specifics. I give this album an A. Uh, excuse me this is an EP an EP and it is among my top 25 favorite EPs it's my 22nd favorite I just think Bogle Bordello is one of the most unique artists today and they are sustaining whatever's left of the rock music scene That was a song called Gypsy Autopilot. I'm going to play you a couple more of their songs. Uh, but I'm going to top it off with my fa- one of my favorite Coco Bordello songs. Uh, before I get to that one, this one's called Amen. And you can hear the Gypsy influence. A bar intro. Hugh Jinhue, if I'm, if, if I'm saying his name right, I don't know. He's he he he, he, he tends to say it sound, sound the same in just about everything he sings, but I find it amusing, and I think their instrumentation is just brilliant, and you can hear the bare bones of it from a day trotter session. I have many day trotter sessions and this is one of my favorites and if I think I got three or four day trotter sessions among my top twenty-five favorite EPs. I think about three or four. Play oh, yeah, a little couple more. I got a couple minutes here. This song's called Lost Innocent World. <laughs> I'm gonna fast forward a little bit, this is a five minute song. Cookie lyrics, I love them. Where all my friends are still alive. Here comes the chorus. Lost world. Lost Okay, I'm top of it off right here. This is the last song on it. This is also the last song on the uh, Pure Vida Conspiracy album. It's called We Shall Sail, which is already a, an acoustic song. Hey brother, stranger, you know we shall see. Just a fantastic, not only gypsy punk song, but more of a gypsy folk song, isn't it? They did two, uh, Gogol Bordello did two day sessions. I don't have the other one. So if you want to hear this one, go to day trotter, session, day trotter sessions, or, and, uh, or maybe it's just singular. And look for the one where he is holding a bottle of wine. 16 minutes long And this is uh, We Shall Sail It's my ninth favorite uh, Go Go Bordello song All right, I'll play this out a little There's bit. I have one more to review today. Nine seconds to go, back. and I'll catch you on the next it's review. Said... All right, this is a redo. I'm i discu- I'm going to discuss with you uh, an album by my second favorite artist. His name is John Fox with two X's, and this is a. Uh, uh, instrumental album he did in the mid-90s called Cathedral Oceans. He released Cathedral Oceans 1 and then he released Cathedral Oceans 1 plus 2. So he made, he made a double album out of it about three or four years after releasing Cathedral Oceans 1. And what I'm playing for you right now is a song called Through Summer Rooms. And this is largely the feel that you're going to get from this two, almost two hours of uh, 21 tracks Cathedral cathedral Oceans to think of it as the sanctuary of a cathedral and the tranquility of an ocean and he encompasses all of it with uh, synthesizer typically the same synthesizer patch you will hear throughout but one thing he uses a lot of is a faux Latin vocal this one's called geometry and coincidence I'm trying to see if I can get that in here for you his full Latin. Most of that well, you would hear on the second part of it, cathedral, cathedral Oceans too. Here we go. This one's called Shifting Perspective. So he's incorporating a sort of chant over uh, whole notes. One thing I want to get into, because I'm going to want to play you more tracks of this, is I'm going to play you one of my uh, my favorite instrumentals of all time, a brilliantly titled song called Sunset Rising. This is it right here. And this is polyphonic synthesizers, if you will. So I like that there's more orchestration with this one. And it happens to be one of the shorter tracks. The other ones are in the four-minute range. And this has more of a romantic classical feel to it. If not a modern feel to it. Petral Ocean's 1 plus 2 I consider my ninth favorite John Fox album It's not something you would necessarily play while you're working out You play this if you just want to sit down and virtually meditate Perfect for playing in a garden or a park Some place where you have sanctuary and tranquility isn't that nice play some a disc to here because I only have about a minute and a half to go it's called this one's called revolving bird song I'm about two minutes into it and it's still you still hear birds chirping but that's all right you can hear a little bit of synth playing under the uh, bird sanctuary there you go <clears throat> Excuse me what you're hearing is is not too much distinction between cathedral oceans 1 and 2 that you'll pick up right away I will uh, acknowledge that there may be a little bit of dissonance and I think he uh, he may have hit some unappealing vocal notes in other tracks but I like the detached futuristic wavy feel of these and the flanged fade in kind of vocal that he uses this is called this is called far and wide two there's not really much to it is here we go okay I got nine more seconds So really, no time signature. Today I'm going to talk about one of the two things I'm going to talk about today is a video collection by Devo called The Complete Truth About De-Evolution. It's my fourth favorite music video. By music video, I use it as a collective term, it could be a concert video or in this case a collection of videos. Uh, Devo is in my hall of fame, they're my 61st favorite artist. And this is my fourth favorite uh, video if I didn't mention that already. The what you're hearing in the background is the easy listening version of Jocko Homo. One thing about Devo in as they were living in their parent's basement down in uh, in, in over in, in Ohio down in. Come on now. In Ohio uh, is uh, they they Arguably, they pioneered the music video concept that would actually require a storyboard. Uh, what they did, for the most part, is they would perform a, a, an overdub of their uh, of them just pretty much live, and then I wish I wouldn't say pretty much so much. And uh, their Chuck Slater, I think his name is he, he, Statler. Would in- interject cutscenes of unusual activity like a, a lady wearing a mask and a couple of monkeys spanking her with ping pong paddles. I'm Gerald Vincent Casale, chief strategist of the band. Devo. Okay, those are the Glimmer twins talking right there. But they, they offer a commentary on here. Uh, other things they would incorporate or inter- they would interject are. Uh, or uh, a baby playing with a toaster, wearing a mask. A lot of masks and and a lot of uh, what they preach about, which is the de-evolution of humanity, in which people would sell out their souls for war or for nuclear waste and and have a fallacy of happiness, best captured in one of the greatest Devo songs of all time in the videos on here called Beautiful World and what you what you will see in this video is a lot of in this video collection are a lot of smart aleck college age kids who have already figured out the purp- the meaning of life let's put it that way this is why I give it an a right now i'm looking at four workers all with their, their their faces distorted possibly from nuclear a uh, nuclear blast and they're about to walk into a garage and perform their cover of secret agent man they're driving an old uh, gas guzzling Camaro this video was shot in the mid 70s and why this is why I say they are pioneers of the music video uh, storyboard form I should say uh, Before that uh, I, I think uh, th- there was a video Director, producer Who who did uh, Bohemian Rhapsody And he picked up other work And so there was some innovation there This one tech- took it a step further And Devo had a theme about them I'm tr- I have another minute and a half to go here So there was a cover of Secret Agent Man And then there- here's a cover of Satisfaction One of the greatest Covers I think it's my third or fourth favorite cover of all time and their robotic movements are fascinating on here And they're wearing their chemical suits on here and there's an infomercial There's an infomercial of of them talking about what's going on in the videos and Here is a Here's another thing they possibly pioneered the video for Comeback Johnny apart from the cutscene where they're three old men uh, bowling here they are in like an Arizona setting, wearing uh, these f- silly cowboy outfits, and they are stage diving, and there are a lot of females in there, so I think this is all hired help or people off the street. I wish I can get more into this, but I only have 30 seconds to go, but uh, there's one of the songs that did not make it onto the album, uh, to one of the early albums. It's called uh, It Takes a Worried Man, and there's a little featurette in here, and Lorraine Newman is featured in it, and this is the cutest she's ever looked because she had uh, anorexic issues, and you can, you can tell that right here. But anyway, I only have five seconds left. I recommend, highly recommend The Complete Truth About De-Evolution.